Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is a Rocket Room production. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? It's your boy, Jeremy Brenner, here for tonight's recap. Rockets did not win this one for a change. And you know what? That's okay. Two weeks left, guys. Two weeks left until this nightmare of a season is over. But I will say this. We're going to keep it lighthearted as we usually do here. And because, to be honest, there's no reason to be upset with this. It's just not worth your time. And it's just nice to, you know, be here. I would love to really and truly thank every single person that is listening to this. I am personally thanking you listener for tuning in to this podcast because I don't know why anyone would want to somewhat relive what just happened or relive any part of this loss of a 16 and 49 basketball team. Uh, it's not a very good basketball team that we have here in Houston, or at least the one that took the floor tonight, but you know what? It can't get much worse than this. I love how, you know, when we played the Knicks earlier in the year, right? I think it was maybe about the, it was one of the early losses in the losing streak that we had, the 20-game losing streak that we had. Um, I want to say it was like loss number three. Yeah, it was, or excuse me, it was loss number five. We were 11 and 15 at the time. So just a smidge under 500. We're still adjusting to life post-Harden, thinking that this team had a smidge of a shot to make the postseason. How how funny was that? How funny was that that we thought this team was going to make the postseason? But I remember Mike trashed the Knicks on the show. And I was like, Mike, got to look at this team. The Knicks are a good basketball team, y'all. The Knicks are fourth in the East. I really hope we can get some Knicks fans here on Locker Room tonight uh, so that we can discuss their team because I'm – I'm actually really curious about this next team. This is one of the more intriguing teams out East. And I think that if they're going to have a playoff series to host, that could, that could be very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Jake, you are here again. Jake Mountford is in the audience. Um, if you want to come up, Jake didn't talk. Feel free to come on up. Uh, I would love to have some company up here with Mike having the night off, but if you can't, no worries. I see Mauricio's coming in the chat right now. Um, if anyone wants to come up and chat, just, you know what to do. Hit that speaker request button and get to go. But I guess I should talk a little bit about this game. Rockets lose 122-97. But Jake Mountford's here with me on stage, our resident uh, British insider or British correspondent slash, I, I don't know what to call you now, Jake. But uh, I'll take anything you give me. Uh <laughs> Um, you know, I, I all season I've been pretty. You know, I, I'm trying to be as confident as I'm trying to be in as a good mood as possible on these games. But 
this one is especially hard because my brother's a big Knicks fan and I've given him so much crap over the years um, because, you know, with the, um, in you know, most seasons on the both, both visits, but this season we lost both. And it's, I just know that when I went to my phone tomorrow yeah. morning. First time in, since 2003. Yeah. The Knicks have swept the Rockets in the regular season. Yeah, but, so it's going to be rough when I see my phone tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know, oh, he he didn't watch the game with you. No, yeah, he, uh, he's not a diehard. He, you you can just say at least I watched the game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I stayed up to watch the game. Fair yeah, I, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw that back in. But um, yeah, so tonight Christian Wood led the team with 19 points, and Kelly Linux 17 and 10 with seven assists, nearly a triple double. There, I guess that's something to be excited about. I'm yeah, not sure at this KJ point. blocked Obi as well, I guess. KJ did block Obi Toppin, add him to the to the wall of shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Knicks the Knicks just were the better basketball team tonight. Julius Randle, thirty one and seven. Derrick Rose, twenty four points off the bench. It Man, was, you piss you, know, you piss really you piss Julius Randle off. You piss Julius Randle off and he does not like that. And look what he done. As soon as in the third quarter, man, he was just taken over, and he but, just completely blew the game out. out I, I'll tell you this: I am shocked that Julius Randle is going to be the primary player on a top four team in the playoffs. Mm. Props to him because he definitely exceeded my expectations. I'm very impressed with jo- Julius Randle this season. He deserves to be an All Star. He his team is fourth in the East. Mainly because of him, do I think he is the future number one guy for the Knicks? No, I think it's RJ. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: there, if if they get the right guy, they could get a serious guy in free agency. They have a lot more. Um, they have a lot more of a reason to uh, for free agents to go there now. Watch out for the Knicks in a few years, man. I'm, if they can keep this up, they the, the defense that they play. I love teams that put defense first. They yeah. put defense first, and, you know, it's paying off. But yeah. any, any last words, Jake? I have some other people that want to come up, but if you have anything to share. Oh, you know, just hope the season ends sooner than it does. It's been rough. Yeah, you know, well, hey, like you said, off-season is going to be sooner, fun. So. Every time you go back, to you go to sleep, it's one less sleep until the end of the season, and it's where yeah. the, true, <laughs> the true season begins. Exactly, but, uh, yeah. Jake, again, thanks for your support. Everyone, uh, double tap Jake before I head out so you can gem him up. And yes, Jake, I guess I'll I'll catch you on the flip side sometime later this week. Yeah, have a good one, man. All right. I'm going to bring up Mauricio here for uh, – Mauricio, long-time caller, first-time uh, speaker. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. For sure. And any anything you'd like to add about tonight's game or anything outside of tonight's game possibly? Well – I'm glad that I didn't see tonight's game, but I'm also very upset because I was born in New York. I came to Houston when I was two. And seeing that my hometown team is losing to another hometown team of mine makes it seem like it's weird. I don't know which team to root for now. Like, do I root for the Nets or do I root for the New York Knicks? That's a good question because, I mean, a lot of people have been kind of thinking about um, the net. Like, I, they're, they're, look, people are split on this, especially because 
I, I assume that a reason why you would want to support the Nets, not only because you're you're from the city, but also because James Harden's there. And I'm curious as to what other people are thinking. And feel free to chime down in the comments for those that are listening to us now. But are you going to support the Nets in the playoffs? I'm at this point where I don't know. If James Harden's not playing for the Nets, I really don't care. I'd be happy for, like, am I rooting for a James Harden championship? I haven't really asked myself that question, but I guess this is a good time to do that. Mauricio, I'll ask you, would you be happy if James Harden and the Nets won the championship this year? Yes, because I want James Harden to win a ring before he retires. I think that's how I feel, too. I'd rather rather see James win a ring than go ringless. And I, I think that although it might sting a little bit, for um, him to win a ring with Brooklyn as opposed to Houston, I think the I think the pros outweigh the cons, and I think that the the happiness that I would have would outweigh the sting. Yeah, but I guess. In, but look, I mean, if you're looking strictly at teams this year, the Knicks are coming into this postseason as an underdog they're not going to be seen as a primary threat. And I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I really do. Because, like, am I expecting them to make it past the, the second round or make a really deep run? No. But I do think, it's like, right now they're expected to line up against the Hawks in the playoffs. I think they could beat the Hawks in a, in a seven-game series, absolutely. It's, especially if they can find a way to put clamps on Trey. I, I would take them. And I, I like seeing the unexpected happen it would it would excite me a little bit to see the Knicks make it past the first round and maybe uh give the Sixers a little bit of uh give the Sixers a little bit of a run for their money or the Nets imagine we get a Nets-Knicks playoff series I know a lot of people are talking about the potential of a Clippers-Lakers playoff series the past couple of years but imagine we get a Nets-Knicks playoff series I don't know if it would mean as much because the Knicks aren't, don't have that same star power as the Nets do. But I would love to see that in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to add, Mauricio? I got other people uh, requesting to speak. Well, I just got to say one more thing. Tank for Cade. Tank for Cade, absolutely. Hey, and look, once this season ends in two weeks, we're going to be ramping up a lot of the – we're really going to dive into Cade and Evan Mobley and Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs and all of the prospects. We're going to really, because these next couple of months are crucial for the Rockets' future. So we're going to be definitely talking about those a lot more in uh, once the new season begins. And yeah. I'm really excited about that too. June 22nd, circle the date. But appreciate you coming up, Mauricio. Feel free to double tap his profile as he heads out so you can gem him up. And uh, thanks, Mauricio, for coming on. Hope to see you thanks. soon. Yeah. All right. I saw Ken. Did you want to come up and speak? I know you're a Knicks guy. I'm looking for a Knicks guy to talk to. Um, so it'd be uh, it'd mean a lot to come up. But Ken, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? Uh, you know what? I would be a lot better if the Rockets won. I I understand. <laughs> I tell that to you all know, the people that ask me that because I, I, I ask them, and it's just natural for <laughs> them to ask me back. And right. <laughs> usually we're we're talking about a Rockets loss. So I feel horrible. But thank you for asking. I, I hear you, I'm sure man. you I, probably I, feel a lot better than I do. I, I do, and I got to tell you, man, um, this is probably 
the best win we've had all year. And I'll say, I only say it because I barely watched this game. I saw them. I saw we're playing the Rockets. We haven't played in four days. I'm like dying really? for this game. And I saw this That's game. Not and I was fair. like, no, no, listen, and it's not a dig. It's not a dig. It was just that I feel so good about the Knicks and where they're going and what they've been doing over the last like month and a half. I saw the Rockets. I'm like, I don't need to watch this game. I mean, granted, I the Mets. I'm a Mets fan, so I was watching the Mets and Phillies play right now. So I was more focused on that. Um, which is it, it's kind of bad to say because it's an it, this is a this is a game in May and this is you know in the beginning of the year and I'm not watching a Knicks game with eight games to go at the end of the year. But that said, I just knew we would dominate a team like that, and, and it's no it's no dig against the Rockets. It's just that I knew that I had you can the, dig it, against it, the Rockets. It's okay. <laughs> it, it just felt good to have that confidence. Like honestly, it's not even to be cocky. It's just. It's just the confidence. Yeah, well, as a fan, I'm like, oh, we got. To, I'm like, we. I, I got watched a little bit. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, you know, we're we're running and gunning with them in a little bit. Okay, now we're up eight. Now we're up fifteen. Oh, we're back down to twelve. And then I'm, I, I just was, I was just score watching. I, I couldn't tell you who had the most points on our team. How and did, that's a that's a yeah. great feeling, only because, you know, I haven't had that feeling since 2012. So yeah, yeah. How really did good. the Knicks go four days without games? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think because we played a lot of games. Like, there was a lot of back-to-backs. There was a lot of four- and five-day yeah. games. You know, uh, three you know and four what? days. Yeah. So I'm I, glad I you said that because I can thing. take this as a schedule loss now. Yeah. This was a schedule loss because the Rockets yeah. played last night. The Rockets are on a back-to-back. We had almost we almost had a week to prepare and for we you. All had a week. <laughs> yeah, this, we almost had a full week man, to prepare. it's the NBA against the Rockets. That's exactly what this is. Like Tibbs, I, I call Tibbs, you were no match for Tibbs. Buffoonery, uh... tomfoolery, all of that. I'm I'm putting the NBA on notice right Tibbs, now. Tibbs was prepped like like three days ago. <laughs> he, he had a whole like he had like three film sessions on the Rockets. Yeah, one one was probably on Kevin Porter after he dropped fifty on Thursday. I'm still not entirely. Yeah. Uh, I'm still buzzing over that. By the way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, that, and that's a great that thing. To, I'm still that's a great that thing to buzz I might write that high until we. Maybe get our draft pick. Like, that right. is how, like, I'm still, because nothing, nothing has been that exciting for the Rock, like, as that, this whole season. And, like, the, but I knew against the Knicks, like, and what makes the Knicks so good is, is their defense. They, they really mm-hmm. prioritize defense. Absolutely. So, like, I just want to get your perspective on this, Ken. How far can this Knicks team really go? I mean, I think you said it before. You know, I think second round is is not is not a squeeze. That that's not that's not something tough to say. I definitely think we can get to second round. I'm really curious though because I don't think we'll match up against a team like the Bucks. But if you watched our games against the Nets, if you watched our games against the Sixers, I'm not saying we're going to beat these teams. I'm just telling you, I think it can. For someone to say, "Oh, it's only going to go five games," I think you're dead wrong. We run. Every every single game that we've played in the last uh, month and a half with those two teams, it come down to the wire. It was back to back losses against the Nets and Sixers, you know, with 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 one score in between us. So to me, you put seven game like a, a four out of seven game uh, series in, in front of us with those two teams. I'm gonna say six games easily because I know we can defensively we can match with them. And offensively, if, we, if if the guys that are supposed to hit their shots do, I think I, I'm not saying we'll win, but we're definitely going to be. We're not going to be fun to play, and that's the yeah. best part. We're not you know, going to be fun this, to play. 
this road trip that the Knicks are on, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Very the, tough. Let's, I'll also preface this, preface this with this statement. The Knicks have won 11 of 12. Their only loss is to Phoenix, who's the number two team in the league. And we almost had that game. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And they, they nearly won that game. If Chris yeah. Paul wasn't Chris Paul, y'all wouldn't right. the game. And they're on the, this was the first game of a six game road trip. They're going to face Denver, Phoenix, the Clippers, and the Lakers. This is a, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the Knicks do on this road trip because if they do well, if they can go, if they can win two games out of four against the yeah. top four teams in the West, three and three would be amazing. Will be, yeah. I would yeah. be very, very. Uh, the Knicks are for real, guys. I, I'm telling y'all right now. I saw. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say that I saw. I thought that they were going to be a top four team in the East, but when they played us earlier in the year at Madison Square Garden, I saw it then, and I see it now. And I, I just. I, I'm really excited to see what they do with an extra piece or two. I can imagine like a DeMar DeRozan going to New York in the offseason or or something like that. Like this this free agency class is kind of weird because there's no real like high build high billing superstars except for maybe Kawhi. But I, I have a feeling Kawhi yeah. can stay with the Clippers unless something. I think Lonzo Ball would be a good option. Lonzo Ball would be a nice option. Yeah, I think. like if, if Lon, oh, Lonzo was a perfect fit for New York. Like I mean, we scary. I wanted him at the trade deadline. But I was I thinking think... this in a weird way. What I I kind of like Lonzo the Rockets. I like, mean, yeah, it seems like... I don't like... think he would choose the Rockets it, compared to other teams, but the Rockets have the money to offer him. Like, it wouldn't be super far-fetched. And he would... I think he would... Like, it all depends on who the pick is, obviously. It, like, if it's Evan Mobley. If they were to get Evan Mobley and then they could add Alonzo. Like, I feel like that would be a real nice fit next to KPJ. But... Obviously, there's you know that's a few steps down the line. But uh, anything to add, sir? Uh, anything to add, Ken? I I, I got it. Uh, yeah, would, just one comment about your like how how big would the Knicks Nets thing be? It would yeah. prove to be very big. Even though the Knicks don't have the star power, like that type of series, I think would be you could say it might be just as big as Clippers Lakers because everyone here thinks that you know the Nets have taken over New York and it's not happening. The Knicks will always be the number one team in New York. Regardless of how what the what the record is and who's the better seed, this is a it, New York is a Knicks town. So for me, for for us to go against a, a star power team like that, bring it on, man! I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I think people have forgotten for so long because the Knicks have been the Knicks for the last 20 years. How yeah. big basketball is in New York, and I can't imagine like if they were to have them and their biggest geographic rival playing in a playoff series. I think people, because like when I think of like good Knicks teams, I think of the '90s, and I wasn't around in the '90s. Like I'm a late right. '90s, baby, so like I've never truly seen like the Knicks at their peak. So I'm I'm really excited to see this, this aesthetic. But uh, Ken, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you off to the to the peanut gallery. I appreciate you coming up, man. Thanks for the time, Jeremy. Yep. Yeah, New York City hosting seven games. That'd be that'd be a wild series. James Harden against the Knicks, Ooh. but I'm gonna bring up Sergio uh, on the stage. Uh, Sergio, welcome to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me up here, Jeremy. It's actually being a good day today. Yeah, I mean, up until maybe about eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, what's up? What's up, Sergio? What do you got for us? First of all, today's loss is not a surprise to me. The Knicks have really been proving to actually be. 
not even a title contender, but a playoff contender for the first time since Carmelo was there, which is yeah. like eight years ago. But even then, we have to probably think back until 2003 when they were like really successful. Like the last time they were actually really like Allen Houston kind of stuff. Yeah, the Allen Houston kind of stuff and the uh, what's his name, the Charles Freewells. Yep. Yep. But okay, I know that we're still tanking. We're still tanking for Cade. But I think that's really popped into my mind is that here's the question I've always thought about. I mean, everybody can also really – real NBA fans can really think about this. Two ball-dominant guards in the same – on the court at the same time isn't really going to work out. It depends how each of their – how their mindsets work, which is how you see Russell Westbrook and James Harden, how they didn't work out. So I think we, sh- we would have a better chance of drafting a big man because – we actually been lacking big men for a long time. I mean, the last big man we actually got was Cliff Capella, and that was actually a good turnout. Sucks that he's playing Atlanta. He's breaking out. We're lifting up all-star level numbers for the center. Yeah, you know, I think that I think that things – obviously, like, if you have the number one pick, I'm assuming that you're saying uh, – would you still take K with that number one pick? I would, and maybe if okay. another team's interested in him, it would just like be like an experiment for like the first year, and see if like any other team would be interested in him that would re- that would want a more ball dominant guard. Also, yeah, I see what you're saying because we've seen this season how Kevin Porter Jr. struggles with John Wall on the court versus you know how he is when he's not on the court sharing with him because look when he's not on the court, Kevin Porter Jr. can go for fifty points. So yeah, I, I see I see where you're going with that. To me, I still think that the talent is too much for you to be able to pass up on Cade, even with Kevin Porter in there. I I do think that it would be difficult to have Cade, Wall, and Kevin Porter in the same backcourt on the floor. That wouldn't work. I, I can't imagine a, a lineup where that exists. I do think that if they were to um I do think that if they were to draft Cade that they would find a way to move on from John Wall too. Um I know I've heard from other people that that wouldn't necessarily be the case, but I just can't see a world where John Wall, Cade Cunningham, and Kevin Porter Jr. are on the floor at the same time. But my thing with Lonzo that I kind of mentioned earlier, and I guess that I kind of want to re-explain, is I I wouldn't – if the pick is Mobley, I think your your primary position that you go and attack in free agency is a guard. And Lonzo is probably one of the – better guards in free agency. I don't have the full list in front of me, but off the top of my head, he's probably one of the best ones that are out there. And also, on top of that, I don't think we've seen Lonzo in prime yet. Like, we could, like, whoever signs Lonzo this offseason is going to get prime Lonzo, likely. So, if the Rockets could have a guy like that, who's a prime potential all-star, they need to go out and, and acquire that. So, if they were to be in a pick in a position where they have to go get Evan Mobley in the draft or where the where where Mobley is the best person available at their pick. Go and get him. And then build your uh free agency around Lonzo. Or if you have a pick that you end up going with Jalen Suggs or you end up getting Cade, then you build your free agency around a big, which I think is no secret at this point for those that have listened to the dream take for a long time, it's John Collins for me. And I do think that John Collins has some all-star potential, to be honest. I really I really like his game, and I think he would fit really well next to uh, – I, I think he, he reminds me a lot of Kelly Olenek. And 
I, I think he's better he's better than Kelly Olenek and he's younger than Kelly Olenek. And I think that he, I think I, that's the kind of fit that you would go to. But you know, thankfully the draft is before free agency, so they can they can fi- figure out the draft, know where they're picking a month or two out, and then settle their free agency strategy around the draft. Yes, I would have to agree with that because the way you're going to build a new team is through drafting and free agency, which right now we just we just have to hope for the best. I would say Lonzo, he would be a good fit because he's actually been working on his shooting and his playmaking and defense has also gotten better. And the night before, we see him and Zion, they just go off and just show how in their primes are going to be pretty nasty, which is something else. But what I think about also when in free agency, you as a team, if you're proven to be to to withstand everybody in your conference, you would have the most attention team and go, which is why I think New York this offseason would be a landing spot because of the recent success that they've had like in a really long time, which they now have a good system. I mean, New York has it's actually the biggest, actually the largest market in the NBA, but no one wants to go largest there. Largest market in the world. Yeah, the largest market in the world. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to the Big Apple? So I think that New York would actually be able to land Lonzo. There's also been some speculation that they would also keep an eye on Damian Lillard if he would want to leave Portland, which I never see happening. And Zion teasing the fact that he likes playing in New York could be a clue saying that he would maybe one day want to go play in a big market. But that, like the thing with Zion is that's five years from now. He still has five years under Pelican's control. So yeah, maybe, even maybe then, be like, blessed. Yeah, you know the Knicks being good now, and we'll see how long this lasts. I I do think that you know depending on how teams operate this offseason, like I do think that the Heat struggled this season mainly in part due to their long uh, season. They were playing games into October last year. You you also see it with the Lakers how they how they've been struggling and you know in this very fast paced season how they you know, struggle to keep up. I know injuries have also, you know, hurt both the Lakers and the Heat. So I do think that, you know, the Heat will be better next year. I think uh, you could also make the argument that the Hornets will be better next year. That, you know, there, so the, there's other teams. And I'm curious to see how the Knicks will, will respond. Because I do think they are, like, I, I just don't see Julius Randle as the number one option for a, a, a real true championship contender. Um, so my thing is, I think with the Knicks, it's going to come down to how RJ Barrett develops. Cause I do think RJ Barrett has that potential to be that number one guy eventually, but that is more of what their timeline looks like when RJ Barrett eventually enters his prime. He's only, I think, I think he's 20, maybe like 21 at, at most. So he, they have time with him. They have time. They have plenty of time. And obviously, a lot has to do with the fact of, you know, where's Kyle Lowry going to go? And, you know, probably Philadelphia. If he, if he goes to an Eastern Conference team, how that, how does that change the Eastern Conference landscape? And so there, there's just so many questions right now. And I know it's easy for the Rockets fans and Red Nation to, to look towards the future because that's what our timeline is. But for most teams, like, this is, this is their playoff run. You, you guys know how 
how locked in we would be on our playoff runs. Like this, this is the reality for most teams right now, especially considering the fact that, you know, there's the play-in series and 20 teams are going to the playoffs this year. Rockets aren't one of them. So it's easy, but there's just so much time between now and free agency and so many things can change between now and then. It's easy for the Rockets to look towards that, but this postseason could change a lot. I mean, this free agency would probably be really stuck because I think, like, the most, the top people would be to look out for is Kawhi Leonard. You'd also have to look out for Montrez if he denies his deal also, which he's kind of been doing around in L.A. And I've seen that the Hornets, they probably have interest in him because they want to build, want to be like a title contender in like the next two years <laughs> since they're having really good success right now. And I think the John Collins situation can work out. If also his situation in the with the Hawks can also be resorted. And I think the last piece of the puzzle would be also in Cleveland with Kevin Love probably wanting out because of the way he's been acting out. And now today the, the rumors breaking out about lots of the people of the Colin Sexton's teammates really being upset with him with the ball handling and how he's been getting really grabby with the ball. That's never a good look because whether that's true or not, it got out it, it, like that. Like you never want things like that to leak out, and this is not the first time we've seen that in Cleveland this season. Um, I wonder, you know, down the line, how Colin Sexton and KPJ will compare. I'm really curious to see how that goes out, and you know, for Rockets fans to kind of be like, "Wow, we really lucked out with KPJ," but you know, we'll see. I, I'm curious, oh, and also like depending on who the Rockets get in the draft, who also really affect KPJ's trajectory? Is he going to be a number one option for the team? Will he have to learn how to play alongside another ball-dominant guard? Because I feel like while KPJ is crucial for our team's success, another thing that's crucial is how can... like Because most teams, to be real, like they have two ball-dominant players at the end of the day, and one needs to be beta. Like, both can't be alpha. One has to learn how to be beta. And I think that in in the with the Lakers, like, Anthony Davis and LeBron were both an incredible fit next to each other. They both took turns. They were able how to play. They were able to learn how to share the alpha role and the beta role. And that, I think, is something that KPJ and whoever it's, it is next season, whether it's John Wall or whether it's, you know, Kate Cunningham or whoever it may be down the line, we'll have to learn. And while I'm hopeful for what KPJ can bring, and, you know, while he is at his best, like, at the end of the day, like, James Harden, he was at his best when Chris Paul was there. and Because Chris Paul was willing to be that number two option. Exactly. And it worked and, out. And, and, and that didn't take anything away from Chris Paul. So... That's kind of what the Rockets need to do. They need to find a way to mold Kevin Porter into either a guy that can play with another ball-dominant guard, or they need to find a guy that can be the, the beta. beta for, yeah. But, uh, yes. Sergio, I got other people coming up, but I appreciate you uh, giving us your knowledge. Feel free to double-tap Sergio on the way out so we can gem him up, and I appreciate your time. All right, thank you for coming up here, Jeremy. Thanks, Sergio. Yep. All right. And to end off the show, I've got my uh, co-pilot, Mr. Ray Lucas. 
Uh, he's joining me from the West Coast. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Ray. And uh, what what knowledge do you have to drop for the people today? Hey, thanks for having me on, as always. Um, it, I think it's interesting that you guys are talking about Evan Mobley because I've spent, like, the last two days trying to write this long, in-depth article about the Rockets picking him and the fit. And I think the thing is, is if Houston gets the number one pick, they're 100% going to take Cade Cunningham because I think any team is going to take What were you saying? He's in a tier of his own. He transcends need. Yeah, it's you, like you, you, don't, you don't miss him because then you're going to come back to regret it. If, let's say, you go with Evan Mobley, because it's always going to be a comparison on how Cade is doing. And Cade's probably going to have the best career out of all those guys. But I think the Rockets are in a cool situation because they're not as bad as the typical lottery team, meaning, like, they have pieces. Like, they have a guy who scored 50 and 11, and a lot of those teams yeah. don't have that. So I think if I'm if I was picking, I'd go with Evan Mobley. And I think the only way for that to really happen is if the Rockets get the second pick rather than the first, which is kind of what my article is based on. And I think the thing about Evan Mobley is everyone talks about, like, with Cade Cunningham, how well he's going to do with spacing and on the NBA level. And I think that translate um, translates with Mobley as well because, I mean, this guy's seven foot tall. He's a little thin right now, but so is Anthony Davis. So is Rudy Gobert. That over time, um, when they're in the NBA weight machines, they're going to bulk up. But he's just, I feel like he's just going to be so, he'd be such a great fit because he doesn't slow down KPJ. He doesn't slow down Christian Wood. He doesn't slow down Jason, Jason Tate. Sorry. It's like he just fits in perfectly. And it's like he doesn't necessarily have to thrive at the start. Because, like, with the number one pig, you usually want them to jump out immediately and be this factor. But going number two, it gives you just a little more uh, leeway. And I just – I feel like he'd just do so great on the team. And if they could get a guy like Lonzo in free agency, I feel like that boosts the ceiling for the Rockets. It kind of speeds up the rebuild process. Yeah, and Lonzo, the reason why I brought him up is because he's the guy – he can be beta. He can he can play. I think he can really find a way to fit next to uh, KPJ. I think KPJ yeah, definitely. Lonzo doesn't need the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo would be our team's. You know, him and Jay Sean Tate would form a really difficult duo to defend. But honestly, like this off season, I'm looking for three main things: our draft pick, our top free agency priority, and Christian Wood putting some damn weight on. I'm telling you, if Christian Wood can put on 20 or 30 pounds, I can't tell you how much that would change his game. It would make him stronger. He's already really strong just because he's, you know, a seven-foot human being. But if he were mm-hmm. – it's like when Giannis came in the league. Like when Giannis came in the league, that dude was, you know, skin and bones. But now Giannis is like Thanos almost. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Zion is more like Thanos, I think, if I had to really – yeah, but when, he's he's close enough. <laughs> yes, he's like he's like poor man Thanos. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, if we can get Christian Wood to be like that, on top of a draft pick, whether it be Evan Mobley or or Cade or whoever, and then if KPJ takes another step in the right direction, like this team does have hope. But I'll say this: like the question is, 
are we going to bank on the team that we have currently, like, building up and, and just counting on their development to, to take us to the promised land? Or is the star of the Rockets not currently on the roster? And I think it's more likely that the star is not currently on the roster. And I, I that's why I'm hoping for Cade. I wouldn't be super mad if Evan Mobley was the guy, but the way I see like put Evan Mobley on this team right now. Okay. How mm-hmm. many how many games does this team win? Yeah, probably not a big jump, maybe a like, couple. Yeah, but. like I think maybe you're looking at like five to ten more, and that gets you in line for the number one pick possibly again. <laughs> so, because mm-hmm. right now they're three and a half games worse than every team in the league at this point. So, putting them five games better gets you, you know, maybe slightly worse draft odds, but still at a point where you're you're picking at one of the highest picks. So. I don't know, but but that's the thing is, it's going to take both. It has to take both. You have to rely on getting more talent for the roster, and you have to rely on developing your talent. Both are incredibly important, and I am at this point now with the Rockets where there are two separate timelines almost. There's the timeline that Jay Sean Tate and um, Christian Wood are at. They're 25, and their contracts are not as long versus Kevin Porter and KJ Martin where they're 20 year olds and they have a little bit more time to develop. So at this point, I think that there is a conundrum that the Rockets face where they look at the 25 year olds, the Christian Woods and the Jay Sean Tates, and you may feel a need to, okay, we got to make sure that, you know, we get these guys, we we're good while these guys are, are in their prime. But in reality, the chances of them, uh, the chances of the Rockets being good in their prime is not as likely as it is for the Rockets to be good when Kevin Porter's 25 and Jay Sean, or excuse me, and KJ Martin's 25. So that's the thing is, are they going to play the long game, the really, or the really long game? Yeah. And I think everyone wants to, you know, like, you don't want to be bad. Like, you, the, the Rockets, you want to see the Rockets get better. And, and as soon as possible, because nobody likes losing, especially when you're, you know, the worst human league by a decent margin. But at the same time, like, do you want, do you want to cook, like, do you want a cake that's half baked or do you want a fully baked cake? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And don't get me wrong, like cake batter is good. And and maybe that's good, but at the same time, it might it, it's not as good as a full decorated cake. And that's that's what's gonna you know that's what's gonna hurt the rock like the Rockets have to be patient with this and you know maybe maybe going out and I don't think it's going to but at the same time maybe I'm questioning myself on the on this answer because at the same time I'd like for them to go in and get some really competitive free agents next year I think they have the potential to be competitive next year if the development of the players go right it might hurt our draft stock. For 2022 and 2023, but eventually, I'm the kind of guy that you know you don't lose on purpose, and and you don't do it to gain a better draft pick or whatever. I truly think the Rockets are the worst team in the league because they're the worst team in the league because mm-hmm. they are. Like I, I truly 
like if you look at the other night when Minnesota was, you know, doing the work on us, like that shows me like the Rockets are really the worst team in the league. And it's not it yeah, at this point, the record proves it. It's not close. And so I think I don't think that this is a tank. I think it, I see it as a rebuild. The the team is rebuilding. And at the same at the same timeline. I just I'm not entirely convinced though that it's gonna stay this way because I do think there's talent there, but you risk by being talented the chance to fully get what you're going for. And I do think that the Rockets this year went full rebuild. They went full rebuild, they they tore it down to, in order to get their pick and to ensure that they could get hopefully a top four guy or give themselves the best chance possible. But I wonder if this is going to continue in the years to come because Tillman Fertitta has already already said that, you know, they don't view the team as a contender next year. So they might choose to sit back on this free agency class that isn't the strongest one that we've seen and maybe wait on a free agency class that's a little closer to their timeline, a little bit, um, a little bit more talented, a little deeper and, where you might be able to attract better free agents because you're a little bit closer to a championship. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's so difficult um, because when you're like the rebuild versus the tank type of thing, because when you're tanking, you don't know for sure. Like next year, if the Rockets were to tank, you don't know for sure if they're going to get one of those top two picks so they could get yeah. yeah Chet or Imani. I'd prefer Imani if I was picking. Um, and that's not a guarantee. But I think what's interesting about that is if Houston was to draft Cade Cunningham and then they were bad next year and then drafted Imani Bates, I think the it's it's just fun to kind of play around with because then you'd have like Cade, KPJ, Imani, and Christian Wood, and obviously there's not there's probably a low chance that that happens and it just works out like that, but. I think that's where it gets so tough to decide how you go about your future. Because Imani, Imani Bates was born in 2004. That's yeah, no, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's gross. That's nasty. It makes oh, me feel yeah, old, and I'm only 22. Yeah, like, what's going yeah, on? Right. <laughs> Ray, this dude was six when we were born. Like, <laughs> this dude, we were six when this dude was born. That's who they're drafting now. That's just not fair. Life isn't fair, man. And you I know, know he's going to be a millionaire soon and we'll just be living, <laughs> living <Anyway>. life. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I guess I'll just leave this episode with a little bit of, you know, you triggered something when you just said millionaire. I was in another room on locker room um, and I'm just going to use this time to plug locker room again, because I tell y'all when we first got here, I kind of just saw it as like a platform to like go and do things. But let me tell y'all, this app is is really. I really do love this app. I, I've met some really great people on here. Uh, gotten to interact with a lot of cool people on here with the Dream Take. Uh, it is available officially now on Android. I see my guy Ryan down there who was very upset when we moved to Locker Room because it was only on iOS, but now it is on Android. So there's no excuse to not getting this app now. But I tell y'all, it's a great community here. We have a lot of fun, but we also care about each other and. Even if you're not here to talk sports, if you're here to talk, you know, I do think that the app is growing. It, it was recently purchased by Spotify um, for $50 million, something like that. So, like, it's going to undergo some changes, but 
it's more than just sports. So if, if sports isn't your thing 100%, like you could totally come here and, and talk about other things. But before I came in here, I was I was tasked, uh, I was I was posed this question. And uh, this guy, he asked me, he's like, uh, do you think you can become a millionaire? And I was like, I had to think about that because, you know, you never really think of yourself in that regard. Like, it's, if, if you're not a millionaire. And, I, you know, my parents weren't millionaires. So, like, I never and I don't really have many family members that are that or or friends for that matter. But it really got me thinking. It's like, you know, you never know how high you can climb because you've never done it before. So I guess that's just a little piece of wisdom to bestow on the listeners of the dream take. If you've made it this far, I'm not sure uh, if anyone's going to make this far. I'm not. uh, But if you are, we are greatly appreciative. I know it's been a really rough year for the Rockets, but uh, man, when, when this team does make that leap and when this team does make that climb back to where they were a couple years ago, it's going to, it's going to feel, it's, you're going to, it's going to feel really good. It's going to feel so much better because we were able to see the struggle, the whole struggle all the way through when they hit rock bottom and then they climbed all the way up to the promised land, hopefully. So I'm going to leave it on that, leave it on a positive note, despite this horrid season, but the real season ends in two weeks. So I am looking forward to that. We'll definitely have a lot more episodes on uh, draft prospects, all that. We do have seven games left in the season, or seven or eight games left in the season. Our next game is Wednesday against Philly. Ray, do you have one look uh, on ahead of Wednesday's game against Philly? Um, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so that's, I, that's, very <laughs> that's very fair. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm hoping Daryl Morey gives us something to tweet about or something like that. Maybe that'll make the game a little bit more fun. But yeah, uh, Rockets will probably not win that game. If they do, though, uh, ha ha, Daryl, you shouldn't have left. But, uh, yeah, I mean, be sure to go and follow the dream take on Twitter at the dream take, and you can follow the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN. Give us a like on Facebook. If you're over there, Michael Brown hosts half of our post game recap shows over there. So be sure to give us a like over there. If you use Facebook, uh, you can also Check out thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets and SBNation.com. Ray Lucas's article on Evan Mobley is coming out in the coming days. So be sure to check that out amongst all of our other analyses, pieces, and game recaps, game threads, game previews, everything you need Houston Rockets you can find at thedreamshake.com. You can follow my co-pilot, Mr. Ray Lucas, on Twitter at... At Raymond Lucas Jr. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the dream take and until next time go rockets support for pivot comes from polestar at polestar every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made they're made to transform auto performance accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive they're made to elevate the driving experience with led headlights and a panoramic glass roof And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.